How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Austin Ward, he covers Ohio State for Rivals. He's part of the Dotting the I podcast. You can hear him on 97.1 The Fan in Columbus as well. Austin joins us now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Austin, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. And I know that there are a lot of coaches who agree they would like to spread out the craziness of this month. What do you, So what can they do to, to try and balance this a little bit more? Uh, I'm just looking at it from a, a, a casual observer who just wants a steady flow of news instead of the uh, <laughs> random pulses of holy crap news. Yeah, I, I think that, look, the first thing that they did, it's always been when the NCAA makes adjustments, they don't seem to ever think of the unintended consequences. And the first thing that they did, you know, was moving back that, you know, giving us a December early signing period. They didn't anticipate that schools would make that really the only signing period that matters. You're not going to see hardly any top flight recruits left over by February. Uh, Ohio State tends to finish up all of its work uh, in December tomorrow, uh, and a number of those guys will be on campus. Um, some are already there, and some will be there in the first week of January with early enrollment. So, you know, that part has changed things. That led to coaches getting fired earlier, so teams didn't have to waste a recruiting cycle. Then when they, when the NCAA effectively threw up its hands uh, about, you know, one-time free transfers and added another portal window so that kids could be in class by January, it opened up yet another uh, window here that has created more urgency and more uncertainty and, and effectively ruined bowl season for just about everybody. Um, which maybe there's some benefit to that in terms of some bowls that don't need to be played. But you're looking at playoff teams that are also dealing with this and having players go in the portal or need to evaluate things. So is there a solution? I, they let the genie out of the bottle, and now it's truly you know, it's just uh, an insane month, and I don't really know that they'd be able to fix that no matter what kind of ideas the three of us could come up with. Hey, Austin, I want to ask you about you know the conversation that, that was uh, pretty hot the last couple of days or even over the last week probably uh, with, with the, the NIL money and yep. you know Gene Smith talking and other folks talking around Ohio State. and um, I don't want to say crying poor to some degree, but you know it, it, it seems as though you know we're, we're, we're begging for money here for, to, to keep these players and if we can't get the money we can't keep the players like what's your take on this whole situation with the nil and ohio state yeah initially you know i felt like that crying poor part it felt like it was in bad taste like we need the fans to pay this to help um keep players or attract players or use recruiting inducements and you know i didn't I didn't think Ohio State handled that the best way because they they certainly have enough money and they certainly have enough donors and boosters 
to get the job done that they need. I, I think it's a far more complicated and nuanced situation than that. And uh, I had a conversation last week uh, with Gene Smith, and, and we sat down and, and hashed out not all these issues because there is no solution. Uh, and part of the part of it just really really boils down to like Ohio State is trying to honor the rules as they're written, and a lot of other places are not because those rules aren't being enforced. And Ohio State has more, you know, philosophical choices to make than financial ones, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. you have to decide if you want your collectives and your boosters being out there aggressively offering not just, you know, $10,000 or $50,000. In some cases, players Ohio State is targeted are being, offering, are being offered close to $2 million just to sign. Now think about that. Is that sustainable? For college football, I don't think so. Is that sustainable for individual businesses or boosters in the future? Probably not. And I think that when we talk about some of these things that have to be corrected and easing up December and not making it so crazy, at some point, whether it's the NCAA, which seems unlikely, or the federal government, which seems like it would take longer but may happen once you start talking about you know, IRS audits and things like that, but what's, being, what's going on here with the amount of money being thrown around for quote-unquote nonprofits, I think that's probably where some guardrails will eventually be put in place. Um, maybe that's just too optimistic of thinking. But, you know, it, it's, I, I could unfortunately talk about it for the next three hours, and I know that your segment and your show is not that long, but it's, it's a really, really complicated space. And I know it's frustrating for Ohio State because it doesn't want to do things that are quote-unquote wrong, but, you know, who's going to stop anybody else from doing them? Austin Ward, he covers Ohio State for Rivals. Donning the Eye podcast as well. 97-1 the fan in Columbus on the North Olmstead Chrysler. Jeep Dodge Ram hotline as we break down early signing period for Ohio State, of course. Uh, the Peach Bowl questions to come here. But I, I do want to get to that early signing period. How How is the early signing period shaping up for Ohio State this year? Yeah, it, it, because there's been frustration about high-profile recruits, it seems like, you know, from – from the fan base perspective as a whole, like a lot of hand wringing and that, you know, it's not, not quite at the level of Georgia, Alabama. That's, and that's true, but heading into tomorrow, Ohio state has the third ranked uh, group of commits in the country. It may slide down a notch or two, depending on um, a couple decisions that may still be out there. Um, you know, Joshua Mickens uh, is a defensive end from Indianapolis. Who's going to decide tomorrow. Ohio state's got a great shot at that. Um, they're involved with, Mateo Uyungale, the younger brother of uh, DJ, uh, the quarterback at Clemson, or a transferring quarterback. Those two guys could solidify that spot or potentially let somebody else creep up. But um, I think it's become this hard part of evaluating Ohio State. Like, yes, setting aside, which nobody would, should do or want to do, that they lost the last two games to Michigan, that they're recruiting at the highest level in the Big Ten, and there's no real comparison there. Um, and I think that that should be probably celebrated more than it tends to be um, because there's always this desire for more with Ohio State and they want to be able to win a national recruiting championship, but the mythical recruit, they want to finish number one. They want the best players in the country. And, and to some extent, they're just not on the same playing field uh, to go back to the NIL conversation that we had. But this is a very, very good class. Uh, it's got you know two of the, in two five-star wide receivers yet again with Brian Hartline doing fantastic work there. They got involved and found another quarterback that they really liked, a four-star Ryan Day 
has a pretty good track record of picking guys that he wants. You just look across the board. We'll see what happens with those defensive linemen tomorrow. That could really be the icing on the cake. But, you know, on a per-player basis, Ohio State is recruiting at on that same footing and at one of the highest levels in the country. And they also are developing them at a high level when they get them. So it's it's been a successful sense. It still is. Tomorrow's going to be a good day for the Buckeyes. I just feel like there's when people evaluate it, there's a sense that maybe they could have done more, and and that's fair, but this is not a bad class by any stretch of the imagination. Is there a you know, backlash at all from Buckeye fans because Jackson Smith and Jigba opted out of this game? I think it would have been helpful if people understood the severity of the injury, and Ohio State has been really secretive about that. When, when he had – I think that – Ohio State fans, they were really, really hopeful that um, he'd make it back in time for the game and he'd have enough time to heal and play in the college football playoff. And I had tried to make the point, like the second setback against Iowa in October was much more severe. And it was more, it, it was a larger portion of the hamstring and a different part of the hamstring than he had injured previously. And I don't think that Ohio State did itself any favors by like Ryan Day just doesn't talk about injuries, and their status report became like a, a kind of running gag every Saturday. Who's going to magically appear on it? Or what game time decision? Who's not going to play? And I don't think that that did uh, any. I think it did a disservice to Jackson Smith and Jigba. We saw, you know, one talent evaluator uh, on ESPN a week or so ago saying, "Oh, well, some people in the NFL think that he's healthy enough to play, and he opted out." Like, that's not the case. And I think that if Ohio State had been more upfront about uh, what everything Jackson Smith had, had done to get back the second time, because it was pretty pretty extensive rehab, and he had tried to come back twice. He got re-injured the first time uh, there against Toledo in, in September. He needed five weeks to get ready for Iowa, came back, and then got hurt again. Like This kid wanted to play desperately, and the hamstring just wouldn't let him do it. And those are, those are notoriously pesky injuries, and he had a bad one. Austin, looking to the Peach Bowl itself there, uh, what's the vibe in Columbus on this game, and what's the confidence level from Ohio State fans that they can beat Georgia and make it to the uh, national title game? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure they're as confident uh, as they as they maybe could be or should be. They're, they're reeling. Look, losing to Michigan twice in a row, I don't have to tell you guys how much that stings and how much the fan base is not accustomed to that how much that game means to them. And the way that it happened in the fourth quarter uh, cut deep. And didn't, I stood there on the field in the horseshoe after November 26th, and I'm like, well, the version of that team that we just saw today did not deserve to be in the playoffs. Now, the other 11 weeks, that body of work proved that they were on level footing. They were number two behind Georgia all year. Um, they were The committee loved them. And once that overall resume came into picture, you can see why Ohio State got in as the number four, and I think that we've got a matchup that a lot of people want to see and a very good matchup. Ohio State does incredibly well when it has something to prove and it doesn't get a lot of chances to be an underdog. I think um, in the 11 seasons that I've been blessed enough to cover this program around here, um, they've been an underdog probably five or six times. And the only time I remember them not even coming through with an outright win was against Alabama in the national title game two years ago when they were dealing with a short deck uh, due to COVID, uh, COVID situation. So uh, that Ohio against the world mentality tends to work in their favor. Uh, Vegas has this around six, six and a half points. Um, you know, that to me tells me in a situation like this that it, 
a quote-unquote neutral site, we should lean heavily towards Georgia, but we'll still have a ton of Ohio State fans that, that this should be a heck of a battle. And I think if C.J. Stroud gets time, he's also got something really desperate to prove after losing the game twice. So I'm not looking forward to a, a really exciting game, and I think maybe the closer it gets to December 31st, the more excitement there may be, may be for Ohio State fans if they can go out uh, and see their team get a win and, and advance to the national title game. Follow this man on the Twitter machine at A Ward Sports. He is Austin Ward. He covers Ohio State for Rivals. Check out the Dotting the I podcast. You can also check him out on 971 The Fan in Columbus as he joins us now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Austin, really great stuff. Enjoy the flurry of news of the next couple weeks here, buddy. Uh, eventually you'll get sleep again. Hey, that's all right. If I don't have if I don't get any sleep until about like January 10th, I'm cool with that. Let's stay busy. All right, buddy. Good stuff. Austin Ward there. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes Certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.